Hello and welcome to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Jack Anstein. And I'm Casey Murray. On today's episode, we'll look into what impact having their businesses featured on television has had on local entrepreneurs. And later, we'll look at how local businesses are looking to ride the wave of growing interest in collegiate esports. Plus, we'll have the week's headlines, digits, and other startup news you need to know. So what are we waiting for? Let's speak startup. Jack, are you into reality TV at all? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I usually watch a lot of Survivor, but that's been off the air because of the pandemic so far. But I just started this Netflix show called The Circle, where people are in different rooms and can only communicate through social media. That's interesting. I've heard of that one, but I've never watched it. Um, I'm personally a big RuPaul's Drag Race fan, and that's the only reality TV I really watch. Yeah, I've seen every season of that too. I just love following real people's stories and rooting for my favorites. I completely agree. Um, And luckily, later on this episode, we'll have a story about reality television. Great, I can't wait. But for now, let's get to our headlines. A new bill filed by Missouri Democrat Kimberly Ann Collins would provide tax credits of up to $1,000 per year for individuals who incur expenses when establishing an urban farm in one of Missouri's 100 food deserts. The bill would also establish a program through the Missouri Department of Agriculture that would provide services that increase access to fresh foods, provide training in food production for underserved communities, and help financially support growers. You can listen to last week's podcast for more information on the impact urban gardens and growers have on addressing food insecurity. Kansas City-based esports startup Generation Esports raised over $10 million to grow student esports leagues and tournaments. Generation Esports has built a platform for staging esports leagues, tournaments, and other events. Investment company Altos Ventures led the round in Kansas City. Over 140,000 students across the country have participated in Generation Esports high school and middle school esports leagues over the past nine years. We'll learn more about the growing esports industry later in the podcast. Senti AR, a St. Louis company that makes holographic imaging software for heart surgeons, raised over $5 million in a venture capital round. Among the investors was Milan, Italy-based healthcare company Techwald Holding, as well as two St. Louis investment organizations, Biogenerator and Cultivation Capital. Senti AR said the funding would help it advance its command EP system, which produces a three-dimensional image of a patient's heart to help surgeons guide the catheters. San Francisco-based real estate startup Open Door has launched operations in St. Louis. This marks the startup's first market in Missouri. Open Door allows sellers to list their homes and receive cash offers for them. Open Door buys homes from sellers and then sells them on their online platform. Open Door plans to build a team in St. Louis and develop a team of local real estate agents and vendors. Jack, have you ever heard of a show called Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? Of course. Who hasn't? What about a show called Bar Rescue? Yes, I know that one too. It's like Kitchen Nightmares, but for bars. Well, I spoke to some entrepreneurs this week who have been on these shows to find out a little bit more about the process, what's real and what's not, and if it helped their business. Wow. What did they say? It was a mixed bag, but after all, there's no such thing as bad publicity. That's correct. I can buy rolls of this myself. That's correct. So, the difference is, 
is the design. So we actually have found- What you're hearing is St. Louis entrepreneur Akeem Shannon defending his product, Flipstick, on the ABC show Shark Tank. He ended up securing an investment from Lloyd Grenier. For $15, however, oh. however, often we sell them in bundles. So it's one for 15, two for 25, or three for 35. Shark Tank is just one example of the TV industry that has grown up around entrepreneurs. There's a wide variety of shows, from The Apprentice, with former President Donald Trump. You're all fired. All four are fired. To lighthearted shows, like Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. To shows that seriously attempt to expose and revamp businesses, like Bar Rescue or Hell's Kitchen. It's not so hard to grasp why these shows make good television. Daniel Horwitz is a retired professor, historian, and the author of a book about Shark Tank. He says part of why these shows are successful is because they make for easily replicable drama that can be consistently broadcast. Right, it's a half hour. It's a series of mini dramas that have beginnings, middle, and ending. Uh, there's some humor, there's some pathos, some sadness, some excitement. You identify with people, you laugh with them. But what's in it for entrepreneurs? And how much of what's broadcast is real? We opened up in 2003, and then we were uh, uh, Food Network with Down Home Cooking with the Neelys first. Then we were contacted by Guy Fieri with Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. That's Eddie Capini who owns the Italian restaurant Capini's in Kansas City with his father, Franco, and wife, Marissa. Franco was born in Italy and has had an impressive career as a chef, doing everything from cooking for the president of Italy to sitting as head chef at the Ritz-Carlton, according to Eddie. Now the family specializes in making authentic Italian food from scratch. They are featured on the hit Food Network show Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, which is hosted by celebrity chef Guy Fieri in 2013, but say they still get business from people who have seen the show. Overall, Cupini said it was a great experience. And you don't get to meet Guy Fieri until you actually go on set. Like, he wants just the natural feel. So it was really cool. Like, he was outside. He, we couldn't even, like, say hi or anything. And all of a sudden, you know, he just walks in and then the show starts. Like, it, it made it really, really cool experience. For the show, the Cupinis had to demonstrate for producers the process they go through when making some of the signature dishes at the restaurant. And then they had to do that exact same process with Fieri on the days he filmed with them. So everything was pretty authentic. However, it may not come as a surprise that not every show is portraying the whole story. Danny Davis owns the bar and restaurant Crafted in St. Louis. She was on Bar Rescue, which is a show based on the premise that business expert John Taffer visits a failing bar and helps revamp it with some tough love and a pro bono rebrand. I'm telling you, you're a piece of bartender with a lousy attitude. According to Davis, her bar wasn't failing when she got a call from the show, but knew the national publicity was something she couldn't pass up. And the bar did need a makeover. I I had wanted to rebrand anyway, and um, they were going to do it for me for free. And I didn't have to put the brain power in to figure out what we wanted to do. You know, I think that they did a great job in that aspect. Um, And we've taken it and we've run with it. But she said there's a reason not every bar on the show is one that's in serious need of help. According to some TV critics and blogs by fans, the show has roughly a 50% success rate. If you don't know how to run your business before, you're not going to know how to run it afterwards. Davis said the show twisted what happened in the restaurant to make it fit the typical bar rescue narrative. And that was hard to accept at times. But again, there's really nothing that beats national publicity. When we did open those doors, we had a line of people and we were busy for weeks you know, and people were coming from everywhere. And we had, the show hadn't even aired yet. 
And more confrontational shows like Bar Rescue aren't the only ones where what's presented isn't the whole truth. Even on Shark Tank, the actual investment deals are much different than what's offered on the show, according to Horowitz, the professor and author. Sometimes, as you know, there are these horrendous fights between the sharks. Sometimes they cooperate. But that's no atmosphere in which to make a decision about committing 50 or 100 or 500 or $2 million. So sure, uh, afterwards, a significant percentage of the deals fall through. The sharks often want to negotiate up. Uh, that is, they've agreed to, let's say, $100,000 for 25%, and now they ask for 40 But they also have their staff uh, do the investigations. Horowitz says that after the actual broadcast of the show, the Sharks put their investments through a more typical and rigorous investment screening. Of course, though, businesses on Shark Tank generally benefit from the publicity, and that's a major part of the draw, like Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives was for the Gupinis, and Bar Rescue was for Davis. The mere appearance on the show, even if you don't get an agreement from the Sharks, even perhaps if you fumbled and were laughed off the stage, merely appearing on the show uh, will give you a tremendous boost. Ultimately, whether or not appearing on reality TV is a good choice for the business comes down to the individual entrepreneur, Horowitz says. It's a long shot to get on shows like Shark Tank, which get about 50,000 applicants each year and feature about 110 each season. And getting onto other shows can come down to being in the right place at the right time. Uh, Is it worth it? I think that's up to an individual to decide, and that has to do with allocation of time and resources, but you've really got to be passionate. Eddie Cupini says he doesn't regret their TV appearances. And even Davis, who had a stressful and frustrating experience, says she would do it again. A lot of people ask me, would I do it again? In a heartbeat. I would do it 10 times over. No matter what it might cost you personally, you got to think on a business level, whatever's best for your business. Even if it makes you look bad, it's good for business. Because like they say, there is no bad publicity. Regardless of what happens to the entrepreneurs featured on these shows, they've certainly gotten the public interest. It comes down to each business owner to decide if they want to leverage the power of celebrity. I don't know about you, Casey, but I always loved playing video games growing up, and I still play today, when I have the time. I loved The Sims as a kid, but that's really the only video game I played. But I know there's been a rise in streaming video games on online platforms like Twitch lately. For sure. The esports industry is booming. Not only is there increased engagement in online streaming, but there has also been more attention on collegiate esports teams. Wow, I'm sure that's definitely made a difference for those teams and the industry as a whole. Yeah, one impact it's had is that more local businesses have been investing in the industry. Missouri Business Alert reporter, Fei Yu Su spoke with those involved to get more information on the growing market. So back over to Buddy. Do the back wall. Pirates is in the air and he scores. That's the sound of Ultimate Gaming Championship Battle Academy Spring Collegiate Rocket League Championship, which ended last Saturday. Mizu Esports competed with the other 31 universities, finishing in fifth place. The two-day championship attracted more than 20,000 viewership on Twitch, a streaming platform for esports. You know, it's it's definitely a growing area, growing market. Adam Void is the manager of marketing and consumer sales at Socket, a Missouri-based internet service provider. Socket has tried to tap into that growing market as a sponsor. 
The company sponsored the 2019 Midwest Campus Clash and Game Expo, hosted by Columbia College. So the college they estimated there was about 2,000 people in attendance,、um, with an additional 103,000 views of the live stream on Twitch. Ending 2020, nearly 500 million people watched esports worldwide, according to Forbes. As the esports industry continues to grow, it becomes a more attractive investment opportunity. A Business Insider article reports that around 4.5 billion dollars was invested in esports industry in 2018. As part of this booming industry, collegiate esports teams in Missouri have been attracting local companies to get involved. We're always looking at and evaluating for opportunities to、um, you know, support the local community,、um, in particular, you know, anything that、um, evolves around being able to. Um, you know, connect with potential users for our products. You know, we're we're, you know, we're an internet service provider. Esports it definitely stood out, just being that、um, it's it's a it's an industry an area that you know relies so readily on that consistent, reliable internet. Socket provided the Midwest Campus Clash with internet access and a five thousand dollars sponsorship. In return, the company had an advertisement on Twitch during the competition. Getting over a hundred thousand impressions through the digital channels, Mizu Esports manager Kevin Rape thinks it is a good way to attract younger customers.、Uh, there's a whole lot of of businesses, like I said, that that want to reach that 15 to 25 year old target audience, and when they sit down and try to figure out how can they get their product or brand in front of that audience, esports and more specifically collegiate esports, in my opinion, is a fantastic way to do that because we have the we have that attention. Uh, it's authentic. Students are genuinely interested in what we are doing and producing. Socket is now actively searching for opportunities to support collegiate esports in Missouri. So we are still continuing to look for opportunities like that, and、um, you know, really look forward to、uh, the Midwest Campus Clash uh, being uh, event happening here. Hopefully, hopefully this year or, or, or with, you know, within the next couple of years,、um, continuing to grow that partnership. Rape has seen an increased number of local businesses investing in collegiate esports. He cites Boise State University in Idaho as a good example. And Boise State recently signed a new sponsor with the Boise Credit Union. So it's a localized credit union、um, that probably has never sponsored a, an esports program before,、uh, but they saw that again as a unique way to to brand themselves to a target audience. Rape expects it to happen in Missouri too. I think that that's what we'll see is potentially programs like ours partnering with more localized efforts and maybe smaller companies,、uh, local restaurants,、uh, large brands that have started in Columbia or St. Louis or around the Missouri area from alum as well would be fantastic. A lot more collegiate esports tournaments are coming soon, despite the pandemic, and many companies see that as a good way to draw young customers' attention. Get to the digits of the week, the numbers that matter most in Missouri entrepreneurship. My digit this week is ten million dollars. Wow, that's a lot of money. Why ten million dollars? The ANA Avatar X Prize Contest is giving out a ten million dollar award to the winner of the competition, and a St. Louis telehealth startup has been named a semifinalist. The contest is put on by the nonprofit X Prize Foundation, 
and it takes place over four years among teams that develop robotic avatar systems all over the world. Resilient, a finalist in the competition, was founded in 2016 and has developed robotic technology that allows doctors to remotely control the positions of medical devices. The startup is one of 38 that will compete in the semifinals, which will take place in September. What's your digit? My digit this week is $0. Okay, that's a small one. Why? Pathway Financial Education held its grand opening this past week in Kansas City, and it's going to be providing financial literacy classes for free. The nonprofit was started by Peter Maluk, the founder of Financial Advisory Creative Planning. The classes were created specifically for underserved communities and will cater to small business owners. Signups have started, and classes will be administered both in person and online in the next few weeks. That just about concludes our episode. We just need our closing thought. Here's Danny Davis, owner of Crafted, talking about the best business advice she's ever received. A piece of advice that I didn't like in the beginning, but as I get busier and busier and we do better and better, I appreciate it more. One of my friends told me that your time is valuable. So if you can hire somebody to do something in half the time that you can do it, do it. If something breaks, if it's not an easy fix for me, I hire people to do it. That's all for this week's episode. This has been Speaking Startup for Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Casey Murray and me, Jack Anstein. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next time.